0: Thank you, Cody. And thank you, everyone. This is really fun. I I love coming here, and you should go to the retreat. Not because of me, but because it is awesome. It, It is tons of fun. So you guys are doing a series on Thrive. I get to talk to you about experiencing success God's way, about what does God want you to do so that you could experience success In life, That's what we're gonna be looking at because that is really God's desire for us. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to experience the very best life possible. And he has given us his word, the Bible, and explained to us how to accomplish that. And so I'm gonna walk through just some of the ideas with you tonight. I'm gonna give you three things that you could do. You could take these, walk out of here tonight, Build these into your life, live God's way, and experience real success. So what I'm going to share with you is something that you all need to hear. We all need to hear. We need to get our lives refocused. We need to get our lives put together in such a way that the events of life don't take us out, but so that we could be strong enough to work through those events and come out successful no matter what what they are. So it's to handle whatever comes at you, whatever brings you stress. This is a universal need, and it's about us building our life in such a way that we're successful. Now, whatever gets built, there's a need for it to get built right. If it doesn't get built in the right way, there's going to be a disaster. And that's true for your lives. If you don't become intentional about how you carry on life, you're heading for a disaster. So it becomes significant. For example, some of the things where how we build makes a difference. If you build a building, I notice there's a lot of new buildings getting built on campus. There's a lot of technical effort that goes into the construction of the building so that it doesn't collapse on thousands of students. And so there's a whole lot of effort put into building it right, and that's significance. We need to build our life like building a building. You need to build it in such a way that it will withstand the enormous amount of stress that it's gonna be under. Buildings come under an enormous amount of stress. Our lives come under an enormous amount of stress. Another thing that gets built is bridges. Bridges are a beautiful example that if they don't get built right There's a disaster coming if a bridge is not built right it will collapse It for example has to be able to to take on a certain amount of weight Whether it's automobiles or trucks it has to be able to withstand wind and it has to be able to to do all of that and withstand over time if a bridge is not built right, it doesn't stand the test. They built a bridge up in Tacoma in 1940. And I I brought a video for you to watch. Here's Here's what happens if you don't build a bridge, a bridge right. It's kind of like watching a really, really old uh, Disney cartoon. (laughs) But that really happened. And that's what will happen to your life if you don't build it correctly. If you don't take precautions to do it right. You're going to come under some stress. You're going to come under some situations. There's circumstances that are going to come at you. And you need to have a solid foundation And you need to have built things into your life so that you could withstand that. If not, you'll find yourself collapsing just like that Tacoma Bridge. If you build your life haphazardly, you're going to end up with a disaster. You need to be intentional. So, with your life, some questions for you. What kind of life are you building? Just thoughtful questions for you. How are you building Your life? What are you building into your life? What are the stress points that you already know you have? And what are the stress points that you could look ahead to knowing this is going to be stressful? And what are you doing about that today to get ready for tomorrow? Have you given any of that serious thought? Or are you just taking it one day at a time, living life today. We'll see what happens tomorrow. We'll we'll just kind of go with it. We'll deal with whatever happens. So what I want to do is I want to give you three core principles that you need to build into the fabric of your life so they are a part of you. First up is I need to build my life around Jesus. We're talking about success God's way. We can't talk about being successful God's way without talking about His Son, Jesus Christ, and us building our life around Him. So, if you want to have a, a solid life, you need to have a solid core, a solid center. And you need to have that solid center based on Jesus Christ. You need to have Him there. He, Jesus, is unquestionably the best source. Of how to live life, of how to handle stress, of how to have great relationships. Any th- question that you come up with, Jesus will address it and help you with it. One of the ways you, ways you could think about your life is like a wheel. In a wheel, the, the center of the wheel is the hub. Now, out of the hub becomes spokes, some version of Spokes And those represent your relationships, your family, your classes, your finances, your dreams, your goals. Those represent every area of your life. And so we need to think about that. What you need is to build your life with Jesus at the hub. Because he is the one that could hold all of that together. You could build your life around a lot of different things. There's a whole lot of things to choose from. You've probably already chosen some of those and you need to unchoose and put Jesus at the center. You know, if I were to ask you, what does your life revolve around right now? What does it revolve around? You might say, uh, you know, it's all about my classes. Or you might say, it's about my roommates. You might say it's about my boyfriend or my girlfriend, or it might be about my athletic achievements. It might be about my my sports and my career. There's all sorts of things. It might be about your hopes, but we need to have a solid center. If you have a solid center, then you have a solid life. If you have a weak center, you have a weak life. Some people will even say, you know, I feel like my life is falling apart. Maybe you feel that way right now. Maybe you felt that way this week. Maybe not. Maybe you're going to feel like that this next week. Something's going to happen and you're going to feel like my life is falling apart. When you feel that way, what that means is, is that you have a faulty center, If you feel like you're falling apart, it's because you don't have a center strong enough. Which I'm telling you, Jesus is the strongest center of life you can have. And he can help you withstand whatever you face. Whatever it is. So, we face all of these situations of life. We experience life and in a lot of times life seems to unravel that's why we have that feeling of it it's falling apart so we need to get Jesus Christ in at the center so for one thing the center the hub of a wheel it creates the stability it also influences everything else around it so again whatever's at the hub it's going to create the stability and it's going to cr- influence all of those other spokes of your life your relationships Your choices, your decisions, everything. So, again, Jesus Christ at the center. So, that hub, it's not only the controlling factor, it's not only the stabilizing factor, it's also the source of power. With a hub, the power always emanates from the inside out, never from the exterior in. So, what matters isn't what's on the external That's where so much of our society puts the emphasis on what we we look like or what we're doing. But what matters is what's at the very center of your life. So if you have anything other than God at the center of your life, at your hub, at your core, you're going to experience a power shortage. And that's not going to work out well for you. It's going to create problems. So. Put Jesus Christ at the center and he gives you stability. He gives you control. He gives you power. Matthew 6, the Bible says, God will give you all you need from day to day if you live for him. It's the giant word of the Bible. It's if you live for him and make the kingdom of God your primary concern. We are to make living life God's way our primary concern, our number one concern. Interest, our number one focus. So you should be asking yourself what's, what's at the center of my life? What's at the hub of my life? What have I chosen to be there? Because something is there. What's at the center? Second thing is I need to adjust my values. See, one of the reasons for stress in our lives is that we adopt the wrong values. We just adopt the wrong ones. We we start majoring on the minors. One of the wrong things to major on, the Bible clearly talks about this, is something called materialism. Materialism is about wanting. It's about wanting something. It's about wanting more. It's about doing whatever you can do to get more. It's about the pursuit of more. Materialism is an amazing thing because... There's so many, there's so many interesting things that you could have and you could want. And they're fascinating. It's so much so that materialism has a grip on us and it tries to pull us away from God. You put Jesus Christ at the center of your life and materialism will be at work trying to Weasel its way in there and push Jesus out and get you interested in other things. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, I've learned why people work so hard to succeed. It's because they envy the things their neighbors have. It's where materialism comes from. We see something that somebody else has and we want it. And we think, I have to have it. I would never be happy without it. It's what materialism does to us. Now, what I want to tell you is it's okay to want things. It's just not okay to want them above everything else and to just go after those as the sole thing of life. That's where you go wrong. We need to keep our focus on loving God and loving people. That's what he has told us. Make as your primary focus a love for God and then a love for people. Mark 8.36 says, What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? See, what happens is, is we become possessed by our possessions. We want to have them so bad, and then when we get them, they take control of us. And we have to do whatever we can do to keep those, to have those. It's that I must have it. So one of the things that happens is we worry more and we worship less. That is a bad formula. That is a formula for disaster. I'm, I'm thinking that most of you. How many of you watched The Lord of the Rings? Most of us. I've watched it a few times. I love it. I, I, bought, I bought the sword. I have it. It's actually Brian's. I bought it for him. And it's awesome. The amazing thing about that sword is, you know, you could watch those guys in the movie. You know, they bring the sword out. That thing is really heavy. Man, you got to have some massive guns to be able to wield the sword. One of the things about the movie is there is a hideous creature in it. Does anybody know who I'm talking about? (laughs) Smeagol, Gollum. Did you know that he was not always hideous? He was a hobbit, just like Frodo, just like Sam Ganji. He was a hobbit and he found the ring And he became possessed by possessing the ring. And as he had it, the longer he had it, the more it took control of his life. That's what materialism does to you. You get like Gollum, my precious, (laughs) I must have it. That's what happens. So, how many of you want to be a Gollum? I see no hands you don't want to be Gollum. So don't give in to the tendency that you have because you naturally have it, which is to want and want and go after those wants. So be careful. What I'm talking about is values. Ecclesiastes 4, 6 says, it is better to have only a little with peace of mind than to be busy all of the time. It's about values. Third thing is, is I need to nourish my inner life. A very important part of living life God's way is learning how to nourish the inner life, the inner being, how, how to tend the fire that's inside of you. As you get to know God, as you put Jesus Christ at the center of your life, there becomes a fire inside of you to please God and to please Jesus, and to honor him. And that is a fire that you have to tend. It's just like a campfire. There's going to be a fire at the retreat. You should go to the retreat. (laughs) Sign up tonight. We will have some fun. Cody mentioned uh, s'mores, campfire. You know what happens at the campfire? You stoke it with wood. You stoke it with wood. When everybody's done, they walk away. And the fire begins to go out. If nobody stays and tends the fire, it goes out. That's what will happen to your spiritual life if you are not intentional about stoking the fire. There are things, again, that will pull you away, that will grab your interest, that will grab your time, your energy. They will just suck you off and you'll be off overdoing something else and the fire inside of you will start to fade. It will start to go out. And one of the ways you know when the fire is going out, one of the ways is, there's a variety of things that happen for people. When your fire begins to go out, one of the things is you find yourself being very easily irritated. You find yourself with little things that happen and you get so frustrated over them. And you might even think, why is that bothering me so much? It's because the source and strength of your character is Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit inside of you. But if you don't tend the fire, that fire goes out. Your character grows weaker and weaker as the fire goes out. Your ability to withstand stress and to endure situations to have perseverance, all of that fades away. So you need to be very intentional about your inner life. You need to be intentional about staying connected with God and staying connected with the people that will help you stay connected with God. You should wanna be around the people, you know, spend the most of your time with the people that when you walk away from them, you, man, that was fun, that was good. I feel spiritually stronger. That's what you should do. If this event every Tuesday night helps you become spiritually stronger, you've probably already done this, you put it on your calendar and you're here every Tuesday night. Because this is what you need to tend the fire to nourish your inner life. The Bible says that Jesus often slipped away to be alone so he could pray. Jesus was someone who was regularly getting away so he could connect with God and that so that inner fire could be renewed, refreshed, re-energized. That's what happens at the fall retreat. <laughs> Just telling you. If you do not get time with God, that inner fire is going out. It's a fire. It is constantly getting bigger or getting smaller. It sort of stays the same when you keep throwing on the little pieces. But in reality, it's either getting stronger or weaker depending on your choices, depending on what you do to tend the fire. And when you don't tend it, I'm I'm telling you those warning lights are gonna start going off. If you don't tend it over a long period of time, That long period of time for you might be three days. At the end of three days, you feel that coldness spiritually. You feel that emptiness going on inside of you. You you, you feel the lacking in your soul. And that's because the reality is your soul is not getting the warmth that it needs from you tending the spiritual fire in it. You need to nourish your soul. It is vital to your spiritual existence. Like I said, if you don't, you're gonna, there's warning signs, easily irritated. Things start to bug you. Anyone disagrees with you and you just can't handle it. And you get upset and you get into arguments. You have more conflict. Tending the fire will keep that from happening. So, you know, what does it matter? What does it matter for all of the externals of life? You know, our culture, our society focuses on the external, the outer rings of life. We need to focus on the inner rings. So what does it matter if all that external stuff that you have looks good, but on the inside, you know, you feel it. There's death and bitterness and frustration and unforgiveness. And it's there because that's what you've nourished rather than the Spirit of God. So you need to nourish the Spirit of God with God and God's Word. Psalm Psalm 119.16 says, I will not neglect your Word. One of the favorite chapters in the Bible for me is Psalm 119. It is so full of, of so much good stuff. So much. There is, there's there. I, I think it is the longest chapter in the Bible. And it's broken down like a Hebrew song in stanzas of eight verses, and then it's uh, the Hebrew alphabet. And then it starts over with a new thought. And, and your Bible's probably broken down that way. You back up a few verses and you get verse nine. How can a young man keep his way pure? You could also say, how can a young woman keep her way pure? Verse 10 says, by keeping it according to your word. Verse 11 says, your word I've treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's a great picture of life. How do I keep my life on track? I take God's word and I treasure it and I hide it in my heart. I memorize it. So it's there, and the reason I do is to keep this spiritual fire burning, because if I don't, my spiritual fire's going out, and I'm going to collapse. I'm going to fail. I'm going to do something that I wouldn't have done if I was just a little bit stronger spiritually. We keep it according to his word. And then you get to verse 16, I will not neglect your word the man that wrote this his name was David God referred to him as David is a man after my own heart man that's a beautiful thing and I could see why David would say I will not neglect your word I will not neglect my inner life you know there are things that are going to wear you out there there's really three kinds of fatigue There's physical fatigue, which you get worn out physically because you need more rest, your muscles get tired. There's also emotional fatigue. That's when your emotions get tired because of all of what you're dealing with. And then there's spiritual fatigue. That's when your heart dries up and you become spiritually weak to the point of spiritual death. Tend the fire. Think of it like I need an infusion. I need nourishment. My soul needs strength. So physical fatigue can be cured by rest. You, you, could, you could go away, you could go to Tahoe for a couple days, you could go to the coast and spend a couple days, and you will be refreshed physically. But when you come back, you come back to the exact same life you left it's kind of like you put a pause button on all of your stress and all of your issues and all of your concerns and all of your problems and all of your conflicts. I'm away, I'm out, I'm gone. But when you come back, the pause button just automatically turns back on and all of that stuff comes back on you. So a nice little break will cure your physical fatigue, but it won't do anything for your spiritual fatigue. What you need is to put Jesus Christ at the center at the hub of your life and keep him there. Don't let him slip. Don't let the fire go out. So you might be thinking, you know, I've heard that if I give my life to Christ life, you know, it's going to be a lot harder. Dude, life is already hard. It's already harder. God makes your life better easier. He gives you more strength to handle the hard stuff. He makes it better. He gives you strength. He gives you insight. He gives you wisdom. He gives you the ability to to endure stress. He gives you what you need to work through life and to experience success God's way. So the solution is put your life into the hands of Jesus. Trust your life to him. Put him at the center. So as a summary, if you want to experience success God's way, you need to build your life around Jesus, you need to adjust your values, and you need to nourish your inner life. I want to pray with you right now. Father, I am am so grateful that everyone in this room is here to seek you, to know you, to get their internal spiritual fire stoked tonight. And I pray that has happened. I pray there are some of us who are saying, I am going to commit my life to Jesus Christ tonight. I'm going to take this next step. I'm going to get more connected. I'm going to get more involved with challenge. I'm going to live my life as someone who wants to experience success God's way. Father, I ask that you would bless anyone here that is willing to say, I want to live life God's way. I want to experience success God's way. I will do my life. I will not neglect God's word. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.